1: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Work From Your Happy Place, the podcast that equips you with the tools, know-how, and motivation to live your dreams and find your happy place. Be sure to sign up for our free weekly newsletter for a recap of the week's guests and a preview of what's in store. To sign up, simply text the word Happy Place with no space to 33444. Now, it's my pleasure to introduce the host of Work From Your Happy Place, Belinda Ellsworth.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Work From Your Happy Place, where we interview entrepreneurs who are living their best life working from their happy place. I'm Belinda Ellsworth, your host, and today I have Sean Anderson with me. Sean is a number one-ranked motivational author, unlimited thinker, and lifetime entrepreneur with a history of inspiring others. A seven-time author, Sean is also the creator of Extra Mile Day, a day recognizing the power we each have to create positive change when we go the extra mile. On November 1st of 2019, 533 cities made the declaration and recognized local extra mile heroes. It is my pleasure to welcome Sean to our show today.
1: And Belinda, it is my pleasure to step into success with you.
2: Well, thank you so much. So let's just jump right into it, Sean, and let's talk about what got you where you are today? I mean, you have a really, um, obviously made an incredible impact. Seven-time author is incredible. But let's fill in some of the gaps from your bio. Tell us a little bit about yourself in general, and then tell us about the road on this journey. Tell us about how you got to where you are today.
1: Well, I'm really just a guy that 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 has a vision for his life and had learned very, very early that if you take action on that vision, and you don't let defeat and obstacles and rejection block you you got a real chance of 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 walking what you dream and i think that it first became apparent to me when i was a, a little kid about 10 years old and i i loved baseball cards and i realized that i i in order to buy baseball cards i had to have some money so that was my first entrepreneurial business i created a night crawler selling business at 10 years old. I would flood my parents' backyard with water. I would go out there and I'd pick up the night crawlers as they rose to the surface at nighttime. I'd put them in big peat barrel buckets. I would run an ad in the paper on weekends in the Reno Evening Gazette and fish. And I would sit out in my front yard and fishermen at six in the morning would stop by and I would sell them a dozen night crawlers at a time, I learned that the more night crawlers I sold, the more baseball cards I could buy. And it was at that time that vision and action really became something that I never let go of for the rest of my, my life.
2: That's a great story. Um, I'm always looking for those little stories that you can recognize from early in life, sort of like um, what leads you for the rest of your life. So that's a great story. Um, I, I had very similar stories like that too, where you just learned that if I do this action and I do it well or do it better and do it more, I'm going to make more. I'm going to see greater reward. I'm going to impact more people. I mean, that's really what it's all about.
1: Yeah, that's right. And doesn't mean it's going to happen every single time or the very first time, but what I've learned is if I if I just if I wear persistence as if it was skin, then I, and if I kept on going, no matter what came at me and I kept on focused on whatever it is that I wanted, I had a really, really good chance of not only getting there, but making something even bigger than I imagined. You know, you mentioned extra mile day at the very, very beginning, the extra mile day started in November 1st in 2009. And at that time i I was riding a bike across the country on something called the Extra Mile Tour, and I had this vision of having mayors recognize the superheroes that were going the Extra Mile in volunteerism and service in their community, and I was so elated at that time that first year that there were 23 mayors that did it. Now, this is my point that sometimes when you keep persistent on your vision, it becomes bigger than you ever dreamed. Last year, it wasn't 23 mayors that participated. It was 533. So when you have a vision and you're true to the whispers in your heart, when you take massive action on those whispers, man, your life can become bigger and more amazing than you ever, ever imagined initially.
2: That is great. And so, um, so take take us a little bit more on the journey. So now you you kind of understand this concept as a young child. So then, what what path did you take then as you started to grow up into adulthood?
1: Well, certainly the the, the, the worm the worm. Selling business turned into lawn mowing businesses, and then it turned into dog walking businesses. I was probably one of the first dog walkers ever. This was so. This was a long time ago, and, and 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 then I put myself through college. I went to the University of California, Berkeley. When I came out, um, it wasn't it wasn't my initial response to be an entrepreneur, but it was because of so much rejection and trying to find the job that I thought that I should be working in. And at that point, I was really trying to survive and and do the little things. Uh, I was, gosh, I was I was canvassing, doing the canvassing where you get paid for signature. And I even at one point things became so desperate that I remember having to sell blood just to pay for rent. But then I just never never gave up on 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 always being aware of possibility. And the first canvassing job that that I had, then I realized, man, this could be really good. And so I created a canvassing business that that started to multiply. And then I started to realize, man, I can I have the the ability to affect others' business by driving traffic into their business. And so then I started to do that. And then I cre- I said, let's go bigger. Let's go national. I created a conference on entrepreneurialism, the, the the National Conference of Public-Private Partnerships and Entrepreneurial Government. And at that point, I had city councilmen and county commissioners and state legislators all over the country come and meet private sector people where they got together and said, this is what we can provide. And the, the, public, the public leader said, you know what? we've got the tax dollars to make this happen. Let's connect. And then things just got, they got bigger and bigger. And then I decided, you know what, I'm going to build a college. And then I opened up, I, I opened up an inner city school in Los Angeles that grew to 125 employees and over 800 students a year. And it was always about what do you want to do, Sean? What is it that you really, really want to do? Because if you're an entrepreneur and if you're a businessman, if you don't have biz or businesswoman, if you do not have passion for what it is that you you want to do, you got no shot at making it happen. Because it's passion that gets you up in the morning when you're failing. It's passion that keeps you going, despite whatever bad news you're hearing. And it's passion that gets you to the finish line. And so everything that I've always done, it's been with passion and with purpose.
2: That's, um, that's awesome. And it's super inspiring for everyone listening. I know. So let's, let's talk about your business today and tell us about you so a seven-time author tell us about uh, a couple of your books what's one of your maybe the one of the best selling books that you have
1: well you know writing initially started off as an avocation for me uh when I was a young kid, I—I I, well, a young kid. I say right out of college. To me, that's a young kid today. I—I yeah. I, I read a book. It was Benjamin Franklin's autobiography, and he talked about creating a success system that helped him achieve and become who he wanted to become. He had 13 attributes in his success accountability system, and I—I—I. I, 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 I tweaked that for me, made it a little bit more simpler, and came up with four: uh, seeing, organizing, acting, rejecting. Because I wanted a soar in life, S O A R: seeing, organizing, acting, rejecting. My first book was based on that. I was still an entrepreneur, and it was called Soar to Success. Again, only as an avocation. My first book sold about fifty thousand copies. I wrote another book called Countdown to College: Preparing Your Student for Success, and and that did well. And so it was only after I sold my college and 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 that I started really saying, well, you, let's make a life of it, helping other people achieve their goals. Money was something I no longer really had to worry about. And so my whole mission was helping other people achieve, achieve their dreams. So since then, I've written five more books. My late, my latest book is called The Four Fibs. It's a fictional story about the four lies we tell ourselves that hold us back from achieving our goals in life. So that's what I do now. I write, I speak, I travel the world and I learn as many lessons as I can and keep sharing them as I go.
2: That is fantastic. So how does this then, I think I have a pretty good idea, but how does the business affect your lifestyle?
1: Well, I think it's it's my lifestyle affects my business because that's mm-hmm. what I lead with. That's honestly what I lead with. I mean, what do you want for your life? That's the number one question everybody has to ask themselves. What do you want for your life? What... At the end, when you're sitting in your rocking chair and you're looking through the pictures of your scrapbook, what do you want to see? What experiences do you want to have? And then that's where you base your work upon. That's what I've always done, and that's how I've been successful to create what I want because I've never gotten away from, man, Sean, what is it that you want? What is it that you want to do? What is it that you want to live, breathe, and experience? And if people start with that, that that one thought that this is it, man, Belinda, this is it. What do you want to do with your life? Then everything else grows, builds from there.
2: Great. That is awesome. So let's talk about some skill sets. So these are kind of like your superpowers. What do you think have really contributed to your overall success? Can you pinpoint a couple
1: yeah, number 1 is my 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 message. My message is never stop going the extra mile. It's that ability to stay persistent when life just keeps punching you and knocking you to the ground. It's going the extra mile. It's not a, it's not only just going the extra mile in your work, but it's going the extra mile in every aspect of your life. It's going the extra mile in your relationships, going the extra mile for your health because when we add more value to the world, when we add more value to other people, it's impossible that more value won't come back to us. So, yes, my superpowers just superpowers this one thought, man, dude, never stop going the extra mile. And I have the drive to do so.
2: That's great. So, obviously, then the, all those things that you mentioned are important. And I think some people don't put an emphasis on that, but health and wellness, and um, you probably take really good care of yourself, I'm guessing. So, what are some of the things that just kind of help you? To, to stay focused? What are some of the things that you do in your day-to-day routine that just help you to live that best life, stay focused, keep a positive attitude? I mean, we all, it, the hardest thing sometimes is motivating the motiv- motivator, right? So what, what do you do to keep yourself in that frame of mind?
1: Well, you'd mentioned health. So let's just start with there. Here's an interesting fact about me. I've walked, walked across, coast to coast, across seven countries in the last five years. I have walked across Spain. I've walked across France. I've walked across Italy. I've walked across the United Kingdom and England. I've walked around Ireland, and my longest trek was 750 miles around Shikoku, Japan. I've also pedaled a bicycle ocean to ocean, 4,000 miles across the United States twice. So I believe that if you don't have good health and if you're not living with energy and vitality, then everything else begins to suffer. Your relationships suffer. Your work suffers. Everything, the quality of everything starts with maintaining good health. The number one thing I always do every day is what am I doing to stay healthy today? You know, taking time to certainly find my own peace and harmony through meditative practices, the eating right, and always exercising. Because if you want to live the best life for as many years as possible, if your health starts to suffer, I can assure you that everything else will suffer as well. You know,
2: I love that you talked about walking and then in riding your bike, because I think a lot of times, um, I hear this from people all the time, it's like, they they think when you say working out, or I got to do this, I just don't have time for that, or... Um, they say things like, well, I, you know, it's hard for me to do this, or it's hard for me to do that. And I, I know three years ago, I just started walking, and I, I haven't walked anything like that. But I will, my two different walks that I do, two different trails that I take, one is about six miles, and one is eight miles. And so it depends on the time I have. Um, And I do that about four times a week. And I can't even tell you how much healthier that it's made me feel physically, like as far as movement, losing the weight, but it's mental clarity as well. So, you know, when you're out there, and especially if you're outside in nature, there's a mental clarity that comes with that, that helps you think things through, brainstorm, be clear. Um, I don't know, there's an energy to it. And so people don't have to like go to a gym and they don't have to kill themselves um, in keeping healthy. And I think there's a myth around that.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I, I just applaud you for being a kindred spirit and six and eight mile walks is certainly something to be proud of. And you know what, I'm not a member of a gym. And, you know, I certainly am able to do resistance training through uh, you know, push-ups and weights at home. I'm certainly able to do stretching at home. I'm able to do it on my own time schedule, and I don't have to get in a car, drive somewhere, and go. Ugh, I don't feel like going today. I can do it for five minutes. I can do it for twenty minutes. I can do it for as long as I want to. And you know, I'll tell you, if you keep that up, you will notice a change. You will notice a change in your body, in your thoughts, and in your emotions. I'm 57 years of age, and I was able to do a walk of 550 miles in 27 days, which is carrying a 25 pound backpack, going up and down hills an average of almost 21 miles a day for those 27 days. You know, so if you just keep starting little, some days you feel like you can move a yard, some days that'll turn into a hundred yards. Before you know it, you're going a mile. Before you know it, you're signing up for a marathon. It's just keep on moving inches and we'll start to grow into the miles.
2: That's right, absolutely. So outstanding accomplishment, something that you've achieved that you're super proud of.
1: Wow, what I'm super proud of is... Uh, is, is, is my personal consistency, you know, every day I start the day the very, very same way. And, and I think that's how I maintain my own personal accountability and, and my own positive attitude. I ask myself every single day, three morning questions. Number one, what am I excited about today? Number two, who can I encourage today? And number three, what am I most grateful for today? So I'm not proud of it. I'm I'm, I'm I'm proud of the life I've lived most certainly, but I'm mostly proud of just the attitude and the vision that I continue to maintain by holding myself accountable, holding myself accountable to the to the vision that I want to become to the best self that I want to be. And I think that is what I'm most proud of.
2: That's awesome. You know, I I'm. I... I'm a trainer by nature. You know, I just want to train or teach and and that's sort of my wheelhouse. And so sometimes all that people really need is to be encouraged. And so, you know, I have identified that as just being something that, really, really important. And it gets us so much further. And so I put a little sign on my wall, just so I can look at it every day, because sometimes I need to be reminded that people just don't need to learn how to do something. Um, They just need to be encouraged. So I have that on my wall. Who can I encourage today? Who have you encouraged today? And it makes such a difference in the way that I approach people or the way that I think about what I'm doing in a day. So I highly recommend that to others as well. I love those three questions
1: every morning. Well, amen. And if I can just if I can just add on to that Belinda for a second too, I'll tell you what. If anyone's out there and they're they're feeling really down about their own life, they're feeling a little de- depressed or discouraged, and maybe you've had a lot of job rejections lately, or maybe your relationship just broke up with you, and you're feeling really bummed. You're feeling like sitting on the couch, getting the remote control, and watching a lot of TV and not really moving forward. I'll tell you what. The number one way that I have found in my life to encourage myself is to take the focus off of myself, and to focus on other people. The more that I encourage the world, the more that I encourage myself. And the greatest secret about encouraging others is that big encouragement boomerang comes back and just whack you in the head too. And so that's a benefit that you really find. So go out and encourage five people every day, and you're going to feel pretty special about yourself.
2: Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, so let's talk about now a challenge or a, a roadblock or, you know, an obstacle that you faced and how you worked through that.
1: Well, I'll tell you. Let's let's just go back to something maybe a little bit more simple that uh, people can relate to. So here I am. I'm walking, I'm walking across the country. I've got I've got bruised feet. I've lost a toenail, and I'm not feeling like getting up in the morning. But yet, you know that you got to go. You step out the door, and it's raining. Not only is it raining, the wind's blowing 20 miles an hour. You're going holy s h i p. How am I going to do that today? You know what? it's it's that challenge that's the smallest of challenges when you can find the strength the power the courage the motivation the inspiration to step out the door when it's raining to step out the door when you've got a you're wounded you're a wounded soldier and to keep going it's each of the each time that we overcome the smallest of challenge challenges it grows into the biggest of challenge for the rider who's blocked on page number 1 Man, the challenge is to get to page number two. And when you do, take a moment to celebrate because when you do, you'll find the strength to get to page number five. And it's each time that we do go through something hard, you got to take that moment of self awareness and say, I did that. I did that. And each time that you're feeling challenged, you remember about all the times that you did do that. And that can continues to help build and get you through whatever you're going through.
2: Great. So in keeping with the show, what does working from your happy place mean to you?
1: Man, it means it means living the life you love, living the life you love, working from your happy place, playing from your happy place, dreaming from your happy place, doing from your happy place. It's man, what do you want to do? What do you want to dream? What do you want to live? That's the thing. I think for I think when people find that perfect harmony in life it's because they're listening to the whispers and they're doing what their greatest whisper is telling them to do. It's that's that's working from your happy place. It's honoring yourself. It's honoring your uniqueness. It's honoring your rarity. It's proclaiming your rarity and it's walking the walk you are meant to walk.
2: That's a great answer. Very inspirational. This whole entire interview has been super inspirational. Um, So what advice then would you give to others who are, you know, maybe sitting in a job that they don't absolutely love, they have an idea, but they don't even know where to begin on the idea. So what advice would you give to others that are kind of wanting to go on this entrepreneurial
1: road? I'll tell you what you find, you find a moment of solitude. You sit yourself at a desk, you grab a piece of paper, not your computer laptop and a pen and you write on the very top of this piece of paper, what do I wanna do in my life, question mark? What do I want to do in my life, question mark? And you let your heart and your brain communicate to that pencil, and you start writing down all the things you wanna do because you can't live the life you love unless you know what that life really is. And until we have clarification, And there's no better way in this world to get clarification than seeing it stare at you on a piece of paper in front of you. That's what I would do.
2: Great. Any uh, other tips that you would have about um, learning more? Like, obviously, did you you dig in and you really filled yourself with other information from others, I would think.
1: Yeah, you know... Don't look to other people to be responsible for your own positive attitude. Don't look for other people to be you know, the miracle that you need to get forward in life. Learn to be your own miracle. Learn to create miracles. And number one, at the top of every single goal list, as you, as you create the – you've got the goal on the top of the paper. And as you create the plan, number one, number two, number 12, number 15, to get to that goal, number one should always be – I can do this. Because when you have belief in yourself, when you truly have belief in yourself, you don't need anybody else to believe in you. Because, because because if if you're in your own corner, man, that is all you really need. How do you how do you get belief in yourself? You continually be responsible for filling your brain up with positive, affirming self-talk. I, I'm the biggest believer that that what we tell ourselves he's going to determine the actions that we walk in life. Learn to support yourself. Learn to be your best cheerleader, your best coach, your best clapper, your best encourager, your best motivator, your best inspiration. Because when you do that, man, it doesn't matter who else is whispering in your ears because you got this. No matter what someone else is saying, you got this.
2: Great. That's great advice. Um, so in closing, let's talk about um, some new exciting things maybe that you're working on right now. And then how can others find you or find some of your books and uh, w- like website or Facebook or where would you like people to connect with you?
1: Well, certainly you can find my books on Amazon. But if you if you uh, pick up my books at Seananderson.com, dot com, S-H-A-W-N-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N dot com. I will also inscribe them personally to you. Um, also, if anybody's live just the slightest bit of what we've talked about today, I've got something that's called Inspiration Thursdays. I think today was week number 419. On Inspiration Thursday, I send out just a quick little motivational blog that is guaranteed to either push you up your own hill or to pull you up the hill. And it's absolutely 100% free. My mission is to empower 1 million people to lead a more positive passionate, and purposeful existence. And I hope that you join Inspiration Thursday and that together we can help you reach your goals. The big projects I'm working on right now, we've got a couple of international speaking tours certainly planned. In 2015, I did a speaking tour in the Philippines that we had over 20,000 people attend. We're heading back to do an Extra Mile World Tour this year in the Philippines. We'll also be speaking in Singapore. We'll also be speaking in Dubai. So those are kind of some big things that we have planned here in the 2020. Oh, and June 1st, I'll be walking across my eighth country. This time, I'll be walking across a cool little country by the name of Scotland.
2: Ooh, that ought to be fun. Are you excited about I'm looking that?
1: Looking forward to that. Absolutely, it's not one of my longest walks. I think it's just under 135 miles. It follows something called the John Muir Path, and it leads you from coast to coast across the country. And the reason I really do these, I do one a year, is because I call them my ax sharpening experiences. I go out there, and you can't can't split wood with a dull ax. You can't motivate and inspire people with a dull spirit. So I go out there and I stretch myself, I pull myself, I push myself, I sharpen my passion, I sharpen my purpose, and every single time. you know, I might have started day one going, why the heck am I doing this? But by day 20, when I finish, I go, man, I can't believe I did that. This is awesome. Let's go home and change the world.
2: That's awesome. Well, Sean, this has been absolutely delightful. You've been inspiring. You've motivated our listeners. I know that you've made people say, okay, I'm starting tomorrow with a different mindset. That is for sure. So I thank you so much for that. And thanks for being our guest today um, on Work From Your Happy Place.
1: Thank you so much for following your dream, your inspiration and helping change people's lives. Thank you, Belinda.
2: Oh, you are welcome. And for all that are listening, if you don't want to miss a single episode of Work From Your Happy Place so that you too can be inspired, motivated. Um, and educated on exactly the steps to take to get where you want to be, then please subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. Thanks again, everyone, for uh, listening. Thanks, Sean, for being our guest. And thanks for being part of Work From Your Happy Place.
1: Thanks for joining us at Work From Your Happy Place. If you like what you hear, please share it with your friends. And be sure to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher. For a free gift on finding your own happy place, Please visit workfromyourhappyplace.com and click on the free audio button. Thanks again for listening.
0: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at JoinMIDI.com. That's JoinMIDI.com.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino.